Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 200, and today is August 17th, 2016. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, today I want to get in a quick episode to answer some of your questions that you've had about how to access information, how to process, you know, how to separate the wheat from the chaff. I think of it in terms of a signal-to-noise ratio. You know, how can you fine-tune that radio dial so that the music or whatever signal you're trying to hear is coming through and you can get rid of all the static and the noise? Many of you are asking these type questions, and I think a lot of it's being driven because of the political season we're in right now because you're, you're being inundated with political ads and then you see all the, the tension at, at work or maybe even at home where people are arguing about kind of senseless political arguments. So what I'd like to do today is walk you through my thoughts and some of the steps that I take as I'm assessing and processing information to help me make better decisions. Now, a lot of the, the, I guess, the stories, the analogies I'll use today are going to deal with the stock market because that's where I make my living. But the things I'm talking about apply across your life. It's that information that you access that makes you a better person. It makes you a better husband or, or or a better mother or a better parent. It is information that can help you to get a raise at work or to get a better job or, you know, if you own your own company, how do you increase your sales and your profitability? You're only going to achieve these things by using your situational awareness to determine what's happening around you and the proper course of action for you to take. If you're being inundated with trivial nonsense information and you're spending all your time thinking and digesting that stuff, then it's like being on a bad diet, right? There's nothing wrong with eating chocolate cake, but if you're only eating junk food, you're not going to be healthy. And so if you're wasting all your time with memes on Facebook or watching cat videos on YouTube or whatever it is, it can be more sophisticated than that. But if you're just getting caught up, and I think think Covey used to call it getting caught up in the thick of thin things. And so you know that many of you, that's the problem you're having here because you're asking me about it. You're saying, hey, I'm getting so sidetracked in all this other information. I'm not paying attention to what I need to do to advance my career, or I'm not paying attention to what I should be as it relates to trading stocks or in building the network of people around me. They're going to help me advance and get to where I want to be. So none of those things are going to happen by accident. They're only going to happen because you take action and you can only take action when you're acting on good information and making good decisions. So I would tell you, I think the most important thing that people need to concentrate on now is to be very selective in the information that they're processing. Now, that wasn't the case, you know, not that long ago. When I was a younger man, it was really just the beginning of the information age. And so we didn't have the access with the smartphones and the videos. And, you know, the whole concentration of man's knowledge is really at your fingertips. Well, 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. You had to physically go out and find. It was like you were mining information. And how successful you were had to do a lot with where you were in terms of geography. You know, if you lived in a town that had a good research university, then you had access to better information. We don't have those constraints anymore. And so our problem today is dealing with information overload. And so that's why I'm I'm really emphasizing here with that analogy of fine-tuning your signal-to-noise ratio. You're being flooded right now with noise, and you've got to be able to select and perceive the valuable signals in that noise. No one's going to do it for you. In fact, 
it's to people's advantage to allow you to get lost in that noise because that's how they get you to buy things that you don't need or that's how they get you to vote in a particular way or to make other decisions that are beneficial to them and not to you. So number one thing is to be selective. And a big part of being selective is simply ignoring things. Now I know that's easier said than done. It's like that chocolate cake. I know I shouldn't eat it, but I not only eat one slice, I end up eating the whole cake. So we're that way with our information intake as well. But the bottom line is that unless you make a conscious decision to put up a firewall and ignore that stuff to somehow protect yourself from it, you're going to be inundated. So try your best to isolate yourself from things. You don't have to look at your smartphone every two minutes. Just because you have an extra 15 minutes, you don't need to turn on your tablet. Or when you walk in the door of your house, you don't have to go over and turn on the TV. Go for a walk. Enjoy nature. Get some exercise. Throw a ball with your kids. Find out ways that you can unplug. And when I talk about unplugging, I just don't mean trivial things. Not just the memes on Facebook. And I'll say this in a delicate way, but I think a lot of you just need to unplug from media in general. And that includes things like podcasts. And if you take a break from the well-setting podcast, hey, that's okay by me. But when I talk to people that are frustrated and people that are overloaded with information... It's because they're being hit with it all day long, nonstop. They get up in the morning, they're, uh, you know, while they're getting a shower or shaving, they're listening to some kind of news or information. When they're driving to work on their commute, they're listening to the radio, or they got some kind of a podcast on. All day at work, they're checking CNN or Fox News or, you know, the Drudge Report, Huffington Post, whatever their particular worldview is, they're constantly looking at that information. And then you, you fall down that rabbit hole. Because you click on one article, then that takes you to a video, and then that takes you to something else, and right, you've lost three hours. The problem with that is that it's not only the seemingly trivial things that are become a big time waster. And I'll give you an example. This, again, it has to do with stock trading, but I think you can apply this to other areas of your life. I'm constantly hearing from people that are saying, hey, I, I read this article, or I saw this news report, or you know, I heard this on a financial blog. And, you know, George Soros is doing XYZ or Warren Buffett is involved with QRZ or, you know, this other fund manager or central banker thinks this about the economy. Well, I'll tell you what, in my cynical opinion, none of those articles or videos or sources information that they're not out there to help you make wise decisions, you know, to educate and inform you and to help you with your critical thinking skills. They all have some kind of agenda behind them. And I've got a whole episode, probably many episodes, on propaganda, wealth building principle number eight, the eighth episode of this original podcast. It talks all about propaganda. So I'm not going to you know, digress on that now. But that information is not out there to make you a better person. It's put out there in the interest of the content provider. They want you to click on something so that they can get better advertising revenue or they want you to buy a particular product or they want you to go on vacation in this particular spot or to, or to you know, eat this type of food for dinner. It's not about you, it's about them. And you have to take that cynical defensive attitude or else I think you're going to get caught up in this manufactured news. And what I mean by things like, you know, where they come out and they'll say, uh, you know, 13F filing was released by George Soros today, and George Soros is, and then check off whatever box it is. He's either buying gold or selling gold, or he's shorting the dollar and buying yen, 
or he has a put or he has a call option. And I'm not just picking on George Soros. You can fill in anybody's name you'd like there. But the media is going to try and use someone's name, a celebrity's name, a supposed expert's name, and then they're going to tell you what that person's doing, and then they're going to somehow try and rope you into thinking that you should do the same thing. You know, I have a whole episode out there about you're not Warren Buffett, okay? And nothing against Warren Buffett, but the things that Warren Buffett does are not the things that are going to be beneficial to you because Warren Buffett is a multi-billionaire. Warren Buffett can go out and get sweetheart crony capitalist deals and buy railroads or banks or whatever else he wants. Those things are not going to be available to you. And if they were, you wouldn't have the money to take advantage of them. There's nothing against Warren Buffett. If someone wants to offer me a sweetheart crony capitalist deal, I'd be happy to take it too. But the reason I see people make such bad financial decisions, you know, particularly in, in what stocks they buy or don't buy, or when they get into real estate, or uh, you know, they choose a particular business, and I ask them, you know, why did you do that? Why did you buy that stock, or why did you uh, buy that particular business? Oftentimes goes back to some type of advertisement or some kind of an ad they, they got, often in the time, in the, in the form of a news article that led them down the path that they were making a rational, logical, sound financial decision. And in most cases, that is not the case. For example, let's go back to George Soros. You're going to hear the news article that George Soros has a 13F filing that he's required to submit to the SEC, and that's been scrutinized by whoever the reporter is that's telling you about it or writing about it. And that's where they go into this detail about, you know, Soros bought gold or Soros sold gold or Soros is investing in Czechoslovakia or whatever. The reason that information is bogus, besides the fact that he's a billionaire and you're not, and that he has avenues to invest in things that probably you don't, even if it comes out and it says that George Soros is shorting the SPY, and that's something that you could go out and do, here's the, here's the fallacy, the huge fallacy of, of the information. Those 13F filings that are required by the government to be submitted at the end of each quarter, well, they never get released to the public for at least, I think it's 45 days. They're required to be submitted on the trades that a large hedge fund, you know, the trades that they would engage in. And so the the information is accurate, but they're done on a quarter-to-quarter basis. And they have like 30 days to put together their report before it's due. And then it's not released for like another 45 days. And so by the time you get that information, you know, perhaps George Soros did short gold last quarter, but maybe it's something he did the first week in April. And so by the time that quarter is ended and then the report is filed and then the report is released to the public and then someone reports on it, the fact that George Soros did something could be six months old. And so you're acting on bad information. And it isn't that George Soros or anybody else is trying to manipulate you or that the person that even wrote the article is trying to necessarily give you bad information. They're just trying to make a point, a rational point, that because this hedge fund manager thinks this particular way, or a member of a central bank, or a political figure, or whoever it is, because they've acted or think a particular way, that that should encourage you to invest in that stock or, or make a particular trade. Well, like I've just pointed out, if, if nothing else, those 13F filings are not timely. And so even if the information was good to begin with, it, it's not something that you should necessarily act on. But people do it again and again and again, and I know that because they call me up and they tell me. 
The other thing you have to be really careful for is that those type of filings and those type of reports, and even when um, people go out on Twitter and put out a particular tweet about a company they're shorting or something they're invested in, you know, a lot of it, they're either just talking up their book or they're doing window dressing. So talking up their book means, you know, they've already bought it and then they're out there telling you, you should buy it too. And so when you'll see that from Ackman or Paulson or some other famous investor, well, they could just be talking up their book. You see that from CEOs all the time. Every time Tim Cook over at Apple, uh, if, he, if he does something wrong on an earnings announcement or says the wrong thing, or it looks like Apple's getting bad press, well, he'll run out and get interviewed by Jim Cramer or somebody. And what do you think? You think Tim Cook's going to get on TV or get on some network news and say, oh, you should short Apple. Oh, yeah, our, our iPhone sales are really bad. No one's going to buy the new iPhone 7. And, oh, the Macintosh, the iPad, I mean, sales are in the toilet. You think they're going to say that even if it's true? Of course not. They're going to talk up their book. It's just like when Janet Yellen at the Federal Reserve or, you know, the President of the United States or the governor or whoever it is, when they come out and give some information, they're not going to tell you how lousy the economy is, even if they know it is. And why is that? Well, listen, if, if the chairwoman of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen, you know, the most, really probably most powerful woman in the world, you know, forget about Merkel and Clinton, Janet Yellen is probably the most powerful woman in the world. If she came out tomorrow and said that she was very concerned about the United States being in a recession, well, what do you think would happen? The United States would immediately go into a recession. It would be a self-fulfilling prophecy because everybody would be panicking over what she said. And so consequently, she'll never say that. She'll come out and say, we were in a recession or we're currently in one now, but she's not going to tell you we're in a recession tomorrow or that we're likely to go into a recession next month because that would just make it happen. And so they're always going to give you happy talk. They're always going to talk up their book. Again, it isn't necessarily because they're evil, and although, you know, hey, that's debatable, but it's just the nature of the business. And so when I talk about the reason you have to ignore these things, I mean, that's one of the main reasons. The information is just not reliable. The other thing you'll see, particularly with like the 13F filings, is that you're going to get uh, what the industry calls window dressing. And that's where maybe right at the end of a quarter, a fund manager will go out and buy a particular stock or a particular sector of an industry that's doing well because they know that no one gets down in the details. People are just going to read the headlines. And so, you know, over the last six months, gold has done very well. And you, you know, you heard me say, hey, gee, I, I missed that one. I wish I would have gotten in gold that when I looked at the charts, I think it looked good in the charts, but I was concerned about the fundamentals. And so I didn't buy gold back in January, but you know, I would have loved to. Well, see, if I was a really shrewd hedge fund manager, then even if I just bought a little bit of gold at the end of the quarter, it would be listed in my 13F filing. And then whenever I did my press release, I could tout the fact that one of the sectors I was invested in was gold. And gold's up 20% so far year to date. Now, listen carefully to what I said there. The hedge fund manager would have come out and said, number one, that he was invested in gold. And number two, that gold was up 20% year to date. And so people would have drawn the conclusion that, hey, that's a smart hedge fund manager. He's really prescient. He knows what's going on. I'm going to invest with him because he's up 20%. And that's not at all what he said. He just told you that he owned gold and gold was up. He may be having it at a loss. He's not reporting his profit or loss. He's simply reporting his position. 
And so that's what they do with this window dressing and these 13F filings. So take them for a grain of salt. They're, they're really not worth the paper they're written on. Now let's back off from the stock market a little bit and, and take that same type of mentality. You're always seeing lists of things on the internet. You know, the, the 15 best places to retire or the 10 best university, you know, public universities to attend or the uh, top 10 best paying careers. Well, again, most of that stuff is BS. The, the reporter that wrote that went out, did a little bit of research, and threw together an article because they know that those type things get clicked on a lot and they can generate a lot of advertisement. But you don't want to go into a particular field of study or a, a career or make some kind of a, of a living or a business decision simply because you're seeing it hyped up on the Internet. But people often do. So avoid that stuff. Avoid junk news just like you would avoid junk food. Now, there's a lot of other things that we can talk about, how the narrative is manipulated and how trial balloons are constantly being used by, uh, you know, something that was originally really done by the military for propaganda or governments, but you're constantly seeing trial balloons used by big corporations as well. We don't have time to get into that today. If you need more convincing about why you should unplug and ignore this stuff, then go back and listen to the eighth wealth building principle. But if you're up to speed on this, you realize you're being sold all this garbage information, so what do you do about it? Where do you get your information? Well, here's what I do, and again, it's, it's primarily what I do for the stock market, but if you want to use this for your career advancement or to help you in your business in any way, that the same thing applies, and that's forget the primetime news or any of the major networks or the, the network news. Go directly to the source. And so in terms of overall news from a business perspective, I look for articles or I go to articles that are written by, by Reuters or by Bloomberg. I like the stuff that's put out by Investors Business Daily. Now, I know that all these people have an agenda, but I think it's much less so at a place like Reuters or Bloomberg than you're going to find on a network news program or, or even something like uh, the New York Times. Now, I used to read the New York Times. I don't even bother reading it anymore because I don't find it helpful. In fact, I don't even read the Wall Street Journal anymore. And it's back to the chocolate cake. I'm not saying that the New York Times is bad or the articles in the Wall Street Journal are slanted. I'm just saying that for the time it takes me to read those articles and in cases like the Wall Street Journal where you have to pay for them, I just don't get the bang for the buck. I don't see the content as being valuable. I can go to Reuters or Bloomberg or the Associated Press. I can go to something like that where I'm getting the actual news feed I'm eliminating some of the bias that's going to be put in by the reporter, not in all cases. I mean, obviously, Bloomberg articles are written by a person, and you can you can see their slant in it, but I think they tend to be less so than something like the New York Times. And it isn't that I'm putting all my faith in a Reuters article, but what I'm using it for, or from something like the Associated Press, I'm at least using that as a news item that's going to direct me to the actual facts. So if Reuters writes a report on inflation or they talk about how home sales went up last month or they talk about how retail sales are down today, well, I don't have to take that reporter's word for it. Because we have access to virtually just about any information we want, most of it for free, you can drill down. You can go out to the Federal Reserve's website and you can look and see what the government's reported numbers are. Or you can go to the Association of American Realtors and look up what home sales are. Or when Tim Cook comes out and does a press conference and talks about how Apple's doing better because they beat the expectations, 
you can see through that because you can go out and get Apple's actual profits and sales revenue for the quarter and you can read them yourself and you can come to the conclusion that yes, expectations were beat, but overall sales were still down or declining. That's the important part. Look at the headlines of these articles, then look at the meat of the story, then go out and dig up your own information so that you can draw your own conclusions and so you're not being swayed by the headline. Because remember, that headline is trying to influence you. You've heard me say before, I love detective stories. I used to watch Dragnet, the old black and white reruns in the 1960s. Some of you have probably seen the show. Detective Joe Friday. He always had a line in there. He'd say, just the facts. Right? He'd be interviewing somebody about a murder or some kind of a investigation he was doing. And he's talking to a woman and she's just babbling on and all this stuff, talking about all kinds of ancillary information. And he's like, just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. That's what you want to do. You want to go out. You want to read Reuters or Bloomberg or Investor's Business Daily or the Wall Street Journal, whatever it is you're reading. Try and contain it to the facts and then go out and research those facts that you think are relevant so you can come to your own conclusion. Once you start focusing on the facts and using your own critical thinking skills to come up to your own conclusions, then it really doesn't matter where you get that information from. And so you can go to Google Finance or you can go to CNN Money or CNBC or Yahoo Finance. You know, any of those places are going to give you more information then you'll be able to process. Remember, you're being flooded with information. You're living in the information age. Your bottleneck isn't that you don't have access to information. Your bottleneck is that you can't process the signal from the noise. So wherever it is you go to, Google Finance, for example, you know they're going to consolidate news for you and you'll get a feel for what their bias is, what their prejudice is. Maybe you'll go to Google for certain things, but you'll go to CNN Money for something else and Fox Business for, for other types of reporting. But stick to that routine and then remember, dig down in the facts. Now, close out with just one example here. Right now, we're being told that the Federal Reserve is in a dilemma that, you know, they, some of them want to raise interest rates, others don't. But, you know, they think that the economy is improving. We're, we're seeing good consumer sales. Uh, the unemployment number's down. Wages are going up if you listen to them. And so, hey, this, this is a great recovery. But then go out and discover the facts for yourself. Cisco today announced they're laying off 14,000 people. Intel laying off 12,000. Microsoft laying off nearly 2,000. IBM laying off 14,000. Broadcom, another couple thousand they're laying off. That's the high-tech sector, which is supposed to be doing so well. The retail sector, which is supposed to be recovering. Macy's, what they're laying off over 2,000 people, closing 200 additional stores. J.C. Penney's laying off another 2,500 people. Is that the same reality that you're hearing coming out of the, the notes from the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting? I don't know. Draw your own conclusions. Bottom line whether it's dealing with the stock market or your own personal career or your interpersonal relationships, you're probably being inundated with news and media that's more detrimental than, than beneficial. So cut back, unplug, ignore a lot of what's going on. Focus on the facts, focus on what's important to you, and learn to develop and apply your own critical thinking skills. Well, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. That'll wrap it up for today. I have heard from a, a number of you, you do want me to do a couple episodes at the end of the month for our traditional Labor Day show where we talk about ways to 
improve your career or, or maybe uh, you should look at being an entrepreneur, I'm assessing the information I've got from you. We'll definitely put together at least two episodes. And I still have a big stack of listener questions that I need to get to. So thanks for joining me on today's episode. Until the next time, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best of returns.